All right. Well, we are back, everybody, for another episode of the Oh, I Did It Again podcast. And this time, we're, back. we're in the same room. <laughs> Here we are. We are recording this and we are sitting on the same couch. The same side of the same couch. Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. <laughs> First time for everything, right? Truly. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, as you all know, Rachel is sort of kind of living over in the same area that I am. So this might happen a little bit more. Yeah. yeah. This might not be the last time. And I feel like this kind of feels more natural anyway. Like we were literally before this yeah. chatting for like 20 minutes yeah. about our lot. Like it's just chatter. Yeah. We just like to talk. We are loquacious, yeah. loquacious, loquacious, yeah, loquacious yeah. ladies. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in prepping for tonight's episode, because <laughs> we do so much prepping for this, for our podcasts, yeah. <laughs> we thought that we would maybe talk about weight loss. Here we go. <laughs> a topic. So I guess I should like maybe a slight trigger warning. I know. Yeah. yeah. Um, we are actually not very good at doing trigger warnings yeah, really on some aren't. level. I, so luckily I feel like we're not, we also don't feel super heavy stuff right but yeah but recognizing that some of our listeners Mm -hmm. might you know currently be or have suffered from eating disorders um disordered eating Mm -hmm. general mental health related yeah so just recognize like if you if you're not in that space to hear us talking about our weight loss journeys our our body image journeys our relationship with food don't listen to us today i know Mm -hmm. that i think glennon doyle says like if, if it would upset you to yeah. listen to the, to us today, don't listen to us. Yeah. It would be great. Listen to us. Yeah. Don't, no worries about it. I would say that's a message most of the time. True. <laughs> if you're not in the mood for it, <laughs> don't, you're not, don't feel like it's recording. If you're not in the mood for our bullshit, we understand. Yeah. We <laughs> We're totally rarely in the mood for it. Exactly. <laughs> so I kind of want to talk about this because I've just been like struggling a little mm-hmm. bit. Honestly, I would say for the past year because I've mm-hmm. noticed. I feel like I didn't really gain a whole lot of weight the first couple years of the pandemic, but I think in this last year, I have noticed that yeah. I've gained weight in a way that doesn't, that I've not felt great about. Yeah. And like, I have also been able to kind of tell how it's impacting me, like physically, like shortness of breath and not mm-hmm. being able to like move the way that I want yeah. to sometimes and so that's where I think it's really starting to impact me a little bit more mentally yeah than just um like saying like yeah I guess I gained five pounds like we can, like yeah. Yeah. I also don't weigh myself so it's normally like I I'm able to tell because of my clothes fitting mm-hmm. and again just overall like how I feel about my body yeah so I don't I've been I've been struggling with it lately and recently have tried to decide like okay how do I want to lose weight and it's not been easy to like come to terms with like, okay, how do I, how do I lose weight and why do I want to lose weight, but do it in a way that's not fat phobic, that's not, um, that's not dismissive of my feelings, that, yeah. that's not dismissive of my, yeah. my, of my body. I don't know. So I don't like, have you, it's tough. <laughs> yes. Yes. Have I ever, um, I, yeah, to call like a weight loss journey is because when you grow up a chubby child mm-hmm. in really at any point in history, like certainly in the early 2000s, like yeah. I have, yeah, like the dieting, the thinking about food, like my relationship to food, not healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think like there are certain things 
I don't know that I just don't it will take so much work to be able to like eat freely mm-hmm. just like learning being being told not I mean I guess that is like coming to understand certain foods to be good or bad and really thinking about that um but yeah I feel like, like that wasn't very targeted but <laughs> yeah I did I definitely have felt what you're feeling um and I too I feel like at any time I could within five pounds like guess my weight just based on mm-hmm. how how I'm feeling how clothes are fitting yeah and yeah how yeah like the periods of weighing myself all the time in my life and then the periods of going like a years without being on a scale um I think I could still still guesstimate yeah I think like what's hard is when yeah, it's not even that's always like clothes aren't fitting normally it's also just like how I feel yeah in my like when I just feel not great in my body and like and it's not even like mental it's not that I feel like I'll just it's not that I'm like oh I feel so fat today mm-hmm. it is also just I don't feel like I have the energy that I want yeah. and again like I'm not moving the way that I want to move and like I know that exercise is important, right? Like that's the thing too. Like every, I would say even many of the fat activists I Mm -hmm. follow, like they're not anti-exercise. Like Mm -hmm. exercise is important. Moving your body is important. And I think I've just always really struggled. So like I didn't grow up a chubby kid, um, but I definitely didn't grow up, I would say with a super healthy relationship with food. Like I honestly, I don't know how anybody in our society has grown up with a healthy relationship with food. But anyway, so I did not, I did not grow up chubby, mm-hmm. but I didn't do sports. I like my mom walked, like my mom is an active person, yeah. but it's not like I really grew up knowing how to yeah. exercise. Yeah. And so I think I have really honestly struggled most with exercise. Like my food relationship is not great. Like it's not perfect, yeah. but I've really struggled with like finding a way Retaining to exercise routine. Yeah. And yeah. like finding ways that like finding how finding a way to enjoy moving my body yeah. like and sticking with it and recognizing that it's about gaining strength mm-hmm. it's about mm-hmm. like all of like I've just really struggled like I can say all of these things but obviously in the moment like when yeah. I'm like you need to go exercise Tanya I'm like fuck that no it's hard the exercise thing is tough because like, yeah, I can't, I mean, I completely echo all of this. I know that I will feel better. I know without a doubt, I will feel better. Even if I'm all I'm doing is like literally 10 squats. Yeah. Like I know that I'll feel better and still to do it is tough. Like I can really make a thousand excuses. Yep. Like I missed my window. It's too late. It's too dark. Yep. It's too, what I'm going to get sweaty. Then how do I shower? What do I do with yep. my hair? Um, yeah. And it, it's just, it's just dumb. Yeah. And I don't like, I've heard the advice so often and like see it all the time online and like, you got to make time yeah. and you have to just do it. And it's like, I, I get all of this. Yeah, I just I don't get it. Do people like part of me, I honestly, I'm like, do I just not have the mental fortitude? <laughs> I like, I, yeah, yeah. Like I just like, I think something's missing in my brain mm-hmm. because I don't, I don't have that, like that ability to just like fucking do it like I don't know (laughs) I sometimes wish like it's not even me being hard on myself because like I am a firm believer that I'm not going to shame myself into doing exercise that's not that's defeating the whole purpose for me 
but there is a level of like, I need somebody to look at me and be like, Tanya, just go for a walk. <laughs> like, it's not hard, yeah. but not do it in a way that makes me feel yeah. shitty. So <laughs> We're not asking for a lot. I need you to be forceful, but not mean. But I think maybe I've said it on this podcast. I know I've told friends too, like, like, that's what I want from a partner. Like, I need a partner who just will, like, let's go. Like, like they're no, they don't need to, like, be a dick about it. Like, just be like, hey, we're going for a walk. Let's go. I, then I would go. Like, that's, yeah. that's what's so yeah. stupid is if I literally had somebody every day that would be like, we're going for a walk. I would go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just can't force myself to do it. It's hard. Like, and it, it would just be routes that we get trapped in in our brain right yeah like every day tomorrow tomorrow I'm gonna do it and even like waking up tomorrow and being like okay today's the day that I'm gonna do it yeah and then but then what's hard is like I do feel like I have been walking more lately like I that I would say the two forms of exercise that I enjoy is like truly going for walks Mm -hmm. and hikes and yoga like those are the exercises that I mm-hmm. always feel good afterwards mm-hmm. and like generally enjoy doing yeah. again, even if it's a pain in the ass to get myself to do either of them. Yeah. <laughs> those are the things, those are my go-tos. And so I have been going, I have been better at like being consistent and taking Oliver for walks yeah. and everything like that. Like I have been better, but then the trick though, is there's still that voice in the back of my mm-hmm. head. that's like, you haven't lost any weight. What's the point? <laughs> You're not seeing immediate results yeah. in that you want to lose a couple <laughs> You're pounds. You lost two pounds in 24 hours. So mm, what's, the, what's point? the point? Yeah. But that's, that's our fucking society, right? Like in order to lose weight, you need to lose it immediately and quickly. And it's like, first of all, no, that's not true. But it is like, I get mm-hmm. stuck in that feeling. And then, I, then I'm spiraling and thinking like, the only reason you're doing this is to lose weight because yeah. that's not what you should be doing either. Yeah. There's no way to win. I will tell you, I feel like there was a pretty much a solid month where I did not take a single walk in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And like the first day that I took a walk, a guy was out in his yard and he was like, you're out here walking every day, aren't you? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, like very much not. <laughs> but I have a couple. I really just one main theory that like, I am the only white woman who cons- consistently, even if it's once every two months, walks around the neighborhood. So <laughs> yeah. I think I do stand out in people's mind. And if you've seen me even once before, you'd think like, damn, there she goes again. Yeah. Yeah. Look at that white woman walking around. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just funny for him to be like every day. I was like, no, no, I wish, I wish, yeah. but no, that's the problem. Yep. It's just a hard like balance. Like I, I I'm truly envy people. Like I don't envy skinny people. Like I not yeah. this is not a shaming of skinny people either. Like good for you. But <laughs> I envy people who are just really good at exercising. Yeah. Like yeah, I know. I uh, that's truly the skill. I feel like if I had to name anything, I'm like I wish that I had learned from an yeah. earlier age how to exercise and be and be good about it too. Because I, I also recognize yeah. that there are people out there that like are good at exercising but like still in a very unhealthy not great way yeah if I could wake up tomorrow with like a new skill it would be like the conviction to really do an hour hard exercise yep every day yep I think I in all honesty I would like I would rather wake up tomorrow fluent in French but (laughs) exercise would be like absolutely number two yeah yeah that's totally fair I will say that I do feel like I've been getting up earlier and that's part of like this mm-hmm. new. So 
if I'm learning how to do that, yep. maybe I can, maybe I can do it. Yeah. I mean, same here. Like I, there's a level of like, I don't know if me waking up earlier is just me listening to my body more and like going to bed when I'm tired and waking up when I wake yeah, up. I've been thinking about your sunlight thing. Your yeah. Clock. Yeah. So podcast listeners, I got a sunrise alarm for Christmas because um, when you live in a state where you get like There's five no minutes sun. of sun <laughs> for like two weeks on end, a sunless state, it fucking sucks. And it like sucks even more to wake up to no sun. So I remember, so I remember seeing something on Queer Eye of like the first season about a sunrise alarm. So I was like, there's gotta be, I wonder where I can find one. Went to good old Target, found one, got it for Christmas. And yeah, it's been great. But I need to readjust it, I think, because I'm actually waking up even earlier now than when I originally first set it. But it's so nice to just wake, like what it does is a half hour before your alarm mm -hmm. go, is set to go off, the light starts like hmm. rising. So like, honestly, when it's, when it's working, I honestly wake up a couple minutes before my alarm to the sun, nice. like to the light. Yeah. And it's like in a way that's not jarring. Yeah. Um, it, it feels great. And it also is nice because at nighttime you can do like a sight, you can do sounds and light as well. Um, and that has helped me get to like to bed, not all the time faster because anxiety, but yeah. like a lot of times, um, yeah, it's also helped me get to bed. Okay. So yeah, definitely recommend. I have the hatch one. Hatch is not just for babies. Um, they do a baby oh. alarm. <laughs> it's like, they do baby <laughs> alarms. When I told my siblings that I got the hat, they were like, that's like baby alarm stuff, Tanya. I was like, mm, no, this is an adult that's one. For babies. That's for babies, Tanya. Are you a baby? <laughs> yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> I'm trying to channel or heal my inner baby that yeah. can't sleep at night. <laughs> but yeah, I thought about that too. Like I, I do feel like my sleeping habits have, I wouldn't say they're great. Like I still sleep like shit some nights, but yeah. I have changed my morning routine. Yeah. And that's something that I, like a year ago, I don't think I would have thought I could have done it because I am I've not had, a morning person. Yeah. I feel like I used like every ounce of it for Starbucks. And yeah. I just can't. <laughs> I yeah. Can't, I can't go back. But I also, like the self-loathing I feel when I don't get up until mm -hmm. like a certain, I don't know, like 9.30. Yeah. Makes me like, that, which is not healthy. Like I shouldn't feel that bad about mm -hmm. that. Like it's just life. It's almost like I should just commit to the later sleep schedule. But I just feel, I feel like this is just message messaging that I received as a child that like to sleep late means you are lazy. Yep. Okay. And sure. yeah, that you should not be lazy. So I think it's better until I can work on those internalized issues. Yeah. It's better for me if I can get up between six and eight, <laughs> I will feel better throughout the day. Yeah, no, I get that. Like I, there's definitely the, a lot of arm learning I had to do around that as well mm -hmm. of like taking, even taking naps, like is lazy. It's like, <laughs> I don't I have do children. I'm going to take naps. Nap. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, on the, this is kind of a divergence from everything, but I was on a call recently where we were sharing about, um, like what books we've read and a lot of people on the call just mentioned being too busy to read and a lot of it was tied to families and I did think like well that's a plus for <laughs> being extremely single is yep. that I do have well you can be single and have a child to be single and childless is yep. like I do I do get to breed Yep. I do my reading still. You get to read, you get to take showers and go to the bathroom without having yeah. to worry about children. Yeah. Um, there's a lot you get to do. Yeah. <laughs> I just spent the weekend with uh, a couple of my nibblings and 
love them, but it is like, Ooh, wow. It is like, I have felt very busy and stressed in the last, mm-hmm. I don't know, I choose any amount of time and it would be accurate. But I do, the one thing that I am able to do is read. And like when you're busy and stressed and the busyness and stress is children, like that becomes more difficult. So, yeah. so we talked about like exercise, but it obviously part two of weight loss, body image is food. We have touched a little bit on it. Big <laughs> and again, I feel like my relationship with exercise is worse than my relationship with food, but it, like, like we said earlier. Yeah. Like I'm not, it's not that I'm good at exercise. I'm not athletic and I'm bad at (laughs) follow through, but the relationship I have with food is yeah, not, not good. Um, again, just really in my childhood, there were pretty major distinctions between good and bad food, even coming from like a family of eaters and Mm -hmm. like having everyone in my family is a good cook, like very tasty things are made always, but yeah, I don't think I'll ever have a normal relationship with carbohydrates, like at mm. all, especially wheat and grains, yeah. <laughs> like fruit I can, um, I do better with, but like the, I ate a lot of bunless burgers as a child, like yeah. pretty much every burger I ever ate as a child did not have a bun on it. And like, just little like twists and turns like that to this, to the point that like, even today to eat a bun with a burger feels like a real, um, like active defiance isn't the right way to say it, but I do mm-hmm. always feel like, well, here I go. Does, do you like, does your mom bread. still eat like a bunless burger then? Well, her problems at present are much worse than, <laughs> well, yes. <bread. laughs> <True>. um, <laughs> but yeah, she never, she didn't eat a lot of bread when I was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. Through like my whole life, she's not done a ton of eating. She's like a, a big protein gal a big I mean like whole foods I would say mm-hmm. like not we didn't grow up with a ton of processed stuff at all yeah um but yeah she's never not been a huge like pasta or bread person both of my parents but have a pretty serious sweet tooth though like that runs very strongly on both mm-hmm. sides of my family so she will <laughs> there's a great story of the remote to my parents television stopped it had stopped working and my dad had to take it in to like I don't know whatever terrible sorry that I keep snapping that I'm sure that'll be fun <laughs> on the recording um my dad had to take the remote into their whatever terrible tv provider they were using mm-hmm. to, because it stopped working and it turns out that it was full of chocolate ice cream because my mom had been eating chocolate ice cream watching tv and <laughs> fell asleep and the remote fell into the bowl so it was just <laughs> covered in sticky chocolate milk so <laughs> But, um, so aside from that, yeah, she, she's never been a big bread person. And the message I received was like, that is where the calories are and calories are bad and also carbs are bad. Yeah. And yeah. it'll take a long time to undo it completely. Yeah. I, I mean, that's totally fair. And it's not even just our parents, right? Like, I don't want to mm-hmm. ever blame just our parents yeah. for, um, the messages that we received about food. Cause like, it's hard when I think about my childhood, like, we we ate very well like Mm -hmm. I grew up on a farm so we ate a lot of homegrown products like yeah like we ate great food but I don't remember like my mom saying like carbs are bad I don't really remember her like those kinds of messages I do think I like was internalized like obviously like skinny is better than fat like blah 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 
but I don't really remember like bad messages around food mm-hmm. from my mom specifically. But as I grew up and got older and like I started gaining weight, have those having some of those conversations with my mom, like I can I can see like where mm-hmm. she still has those beliefs as yeah. a again like a boomer woman growing up in the Midwest. Yeah. Like and if anything, I would say now like my mom's relationship with food is is like not as good as I wish it was. Like mm-hmm. I feel like she's almost switched and like has a I don't want to say like a worse relationship with food, but like she's somebody now that like oh she shouldn't eat as many carbs. Like yeah. she will say some of those messages yeah. now, but like I don't remember her saying that when we were kids necessarily. Yeah. So that's been really interesting to kind of like navigate yeah. and recognize. But again, I don't know if like our my siblings would say the same thing or not. Yeah. Um, but I do um like there's anything so like some of those things like I do remember like my mom saying like we shouldn't eat past eight or like you don't need to eat yeah. ice cream every night even though we all did. So like there were some like yeah. weird things yeah. where it's like we all like I grew up eating ice cream almost every single night. <laughs> We've like always <laughs> had a very late dinner. Yeah. My dad always said my mom ate on European time. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and part of that is due to the both my parents are workaholics. So yeah. like just feasibly <laughs> dinner was rarely on the table before seven. Yeah. And we um, would eat my dad would get out of milking cows yeah. by five thirty six o'clock yeah. and we'd be eating. So yeah. Yeah, just in, like I don't know, it's interesting, and I feel if anything, I almost feel like my relationship with food, like, is worse because of like the messages I just received, like from friends and like from the media and stuff than necessarily just my family either. Like, yeah, for sure, like all the way around. We also, I've been thinking about a podcast that I listened to was talking about Silk, the soy milk brand, mm-hmm. running. Um, got milk ads it's like very much in the style of the classic got milk but it's Mm -hmm. with like a soy milk lip (laughs) and I've been thinking just about like drinking milk (laughs) you don't gotta tell me (laughs) (laughs) because last night someone was mentioning that they still like an adult was talking about how they still drink milk and I was like cow's milk yes and but also if you drink a glass of soy milk with your dinner that's also weirdest <laughs> so but my dad is a, a dairy milk drinker still yeah and it, I just can't I couldn't tell you the last time I had a drink of milk. oh dairy yeah milk. fuck no I, like, like I, I eat dairy like yogurt and ice yeah. cream but I mean I would ha- I would drink chocolate milk like my mom just sugar. Chocolate. Yeah, I mean, there's Guernsey, a level of like Guernsey does great chocolate milk. If you're in a part of the country where you can get Guernsey, the fuck it. doesn't like chocolate milk. Yeah. I'm sorry, there is a level like yeah. basically just sugar, right? Yeah. Like, of you're course right. you're gonna like it, right? Um, yeah, have a glass of literally decades. Like, I hated that yes. shit growing up as a kid, and I lived on a dairy farm. But like my fam, like literally, I just, I just had dinner. <laughs> my mom, when I was with my mom, says milk. Weekend, yes, she does have some weird food. Habits. But also, <laughs> so does. My best friend Anna. <laughs> like she, I forgot about that. I know Anna will be listening to this yes. and she will text me. But yes, she is one. Like also grew up in a dairy farm and still will drink a glass of milk with dinner. Like I feel like I would get so bold. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I I don't I feel like I t- was turned off milk at a very early age. Yeah. Um, despite oh, being over. literally around it all the time. But yeah, definitely not my thing. But yeah. also, like, what's so funny is like I, when you were bringing up this milk topic, I was like, big milk, like big how, milk. yeah, <laughs> how we've like big. been all been told that like milk is like the substance of the gods that we all need to be drinking. Yeah, like 
Yes. Not like they it's important. It really hard. Yeah, very hard and for good like reasons. Actually, but a thing that I would like to say that I do think is very important is that the the vegan crew, and if you're vegan, I respect you. And in some ways I agree with you. I don't think I could switch it, but I believe in ethical yes, um animal product mm-hmm. consumption. But we like to talk about how like we were never meant to process cow's milk, like we're meant to process human milk. But in reality, the ability to process cow lactose is what's like that the societies who could do that are who advanced when you were able to start farming dairy farming cows for dairy and not having to slaughter them that is a huge like evolutionary shift in um in our evolution both like as a species but also just in like civilizations the ability to drink cow's milk was really important to our survival and like calcium is obviously so, important and you can get a shit ton of calcium from cow. Like, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong. Like it's important. Yeah. But yeah, we don't, I mean, maybe that's another t- podcast episode yeah. talking about big farming. Big farm. Big farm. <sighs> but anyways, yeah. I don't believe people who say we weren't meant to process cows. That does not tell the whole story yeah. and the ability to consume lactose is actually very important to yeah. us. And now we're regressing because there are yes, now- and now we've of course gone too far as always. But as someone who is slightly lactose intolerant too, <laughs> I am in my period of not eating dairy for the year, which uh, was I observe Lent, and this is not a requirement of Lent, but I choose to do a pretty restricted diet just as a bit of food reset for myself coming out of. The carnival and Mardi Gras period, just a good time to kind of take it easy. And I don't eat dairy. I also go dry. <laughs> and then I also uh, aim to. But. Uh, yeah, there is another thing. Sugar? Oh, sugar. Yeah. yeah. That I, I do try to eat on it. <laughs> but I too like chocolate. I am a product of my environment yeah. I also have a sweet tea. I don't like it's hard for, if I can't I can't say that I have a sweet tooth as much as I like baking I feel like I love salty foods that's actually what's gonna yeah. be the yeah. my downfall is how much I love salt <laughs> um not necessarily sure like I feel like I always have to have something sweet throughout the day but like I couldn't in like I couldn't just eat chocolate upon chocolate like I don't like I'm not I could eat bags of chips and be not feel great but like I don't know. I, I definitely don't think I have a sweet tooth as much as I love baking. We're in a good time for chocolate. Obviously, Easter is yeah. a positive chocolate time. We have Reese's. Well, it's eggs. also Pisces season. It's my birthday. So I got like lots of yeah. treats to eat <laughs> as well. So what is like, this is not coming from a restrictive point, but like, what is one food that you think you could never give up? Like truly? I was talking with a friend about this a couple of weeks ago and he was stupid and said water. And I was like, that is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. But if you knew him, it would also make sense. Um, cause we were talking like he, cause I was, cause he's like, oh, I probably could go vegetarian, blah, blah, blah. I was like, I like, I feel like I probably could, like if I really had to be a vegetarian, yeah. I probably could, but it would be not be easy guys. Like I like bacon and pork a lot. Like, it would not be easy for me. And so that's why I am also very much a pro, like, ethical consumption of animals. But I don't know if I could fully give up meat ever. Yeah. 
That's interesting. That's an interesting question. Because I feel like right now, being in the midst of giving up so many things, mm -hmm. I feel like to, I could isolate basically anything and give it up, I think. Okay. Okay. I like, I think I could be a vegetarian, maybe not like happily, but I think I could do it. Um, in fact, well, no, I actually. I've been eating a lot of Indian food recently and mm -hmm. I got a vegetarian. It's probably vegan, actually, than I got earlier this week. Yeah, I know I could not do I could, I don't think I could do vegan. So like I guess on that front, like this is gonna surprise it surprises me to say this, but like maybe eggs are the one thing that I can yeah, that, give I up permanently. Mm -hmm. Like you need eggs and so much stuff. Yeah. And again, um priority that they aren't spending their life in like the foot by foot cage, but um yeah, I think probably eggs. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I just know already, I can't even imagine trying to bake without eggs. Yeah. Like, I just can't. Like, I I give people credit that are vegan mm -hmm. bakers. You have way more patience than I do. I already, like, don't have enough patience to be truly a great baker, let alone try to do vegan baking. Mm -mm. No, thank you. I'm just good. Too much. I also, there's only, <laughs> my favorite part of vegan baking is trying to replicate the meringue with yeah, like chickpea yeah, whatever it's called, juice. No, thank you. No, thank you. But if I really like, if I really think about it though, like I pro like I probably could give up meat. I yeah, I would not I be happy I about it. it. I don't think I could give up carbs fully. Yeah. Like I really don't think I like truly give up pasta. I like rice yeah. that like I couldn't like mine. I can get it would be tough. I do love rice and I do love pasta, but the harder carbs for me are like. There's a ton of carbs in apples and grapes and carrots, which is and also you should, shit. Yeah. and like you should, and like those are the good, like those carbs are like different. Yeah, and like really on the carb front, if you're doing low carb, like really what that means is like don't eat processed stuff because there's extra sugar in every single thing that comes yeah. in a package, and especially here in America. Be, yeah, yeah, in America, and you need to be on the lookout from that. But I think, yeah. Yeah, I, I could never give up bread or bagels. Like, I, I just don't, I don't think I could. I, no. I do love a bagel, but no. I don't, I don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to. Yeah. Like, I, I just. Yeah, no one's asking <laughs> you to. This is your question. I'm getting very defensive right yeah. now. <laughs> yes, that's coming through. Yeah, I just, I, I really, it's hard because I also can't imagine my life without ice cream. So, yeah. <laughs> two things, carbs and ice cream. I can't give up. I don't know if we've def we have not absolutely not solved uh diet problem, yeah, diet culture. Diet culture. <laughs> it's just I think what I am trying to trick my brain, because that's I like that saying of like it's you mm -hmm. know what I tricked my brain for many years in the wrong direction. Let's try to trick it back yeah. to the right direction. Is I really do think I'm gonna try to like look at it in a way that like I'm not lose I don't want to necessarily just lose weight for exercising. Mm -hmm. And like, again, I, I, I have a pretty okay relationship yeah. with food, but I definitely like maybe overeat, like mm -hmm. use prude as a way to deal with like my emotions and yeah. stuff. Like if anything, that's probably All the worst the cool part. Kids do. Right. If anything, that's probably the, the worst thing about my relationship mm -hmm. with food is that I'm not like the most emotional eater, but I definitely can be. So navigating what that looks like in a way that is more beneficial. But what I was trying to say is I think what I'm trying to do for these next few months, because I'm also going to be under a lot of stress and I know how I am when I'm under stress, mm -hmm. like I should be doing these things to help with it is that I'm looking at a way that like, I'm trying to gain some strength in my body. Yeah. So I don't yeah, feel energy. tired. Yeah. 
Like I need to not be tired. And I need to also, I don't like, I want to be running around after my nibblings. Like I want to be able to like play with them and like be able to keep up with them as they get older. Like I don't want to not feel like I can move in a good way. And I think that's how I'm trying to approach me doing more exercising and hoping that I also do lose some weight because I know that that will help with that journey. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not like, I don't want to drop down. Like I just think about like the BMI, which we don't need to really discuss. Cause I do feel like if you don't know that the BMI is awful at this point, like, I don't know how to tell yeah, you this. Yeah. Um, I, the BMI tells me I have to be like 160 pounds and I like, that's yeah. what I weighed in high school. And I, look back at high and I don't like think I look like sickly or anything but I'm just like I mm-hmm. can not imagine having that body again yeah I can't yeah. like I just cannot imagine losing that much weight mm-hmm. to get down there I definitely want to lose 10 plus pounds yeah. but that's I just can't and I don't want to like and I also like I actually really like my body like yeah. I like the curves that I have, like there are so many things I like about my body that I've embraced and enjoy, but recognize that I would like to feel a little bit better mm-hmm. in it as well. Yeah. And I think that's fine. And I think it's so, it's tough. It's good where we're at on this like fat positivity journey as a mm-hmm. culture. Like, I think it's so important. And when I think about kids, like the chubby kids today who will grow up with like significantly more representation than we had 10 years ago, let alone 20 or 30 or however far back you want to go. Like, it's so important for them to see that like, it's okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) If your body is this size, it's not the end of the world. You don't need to spend your entire life chasing a smaller body by the same token. It's I, and I speak just like as someone who is in a constant state of learning and I'm learning all of this, like, it's also okay to want to lose weight. Like it's, that's not a failure on your part. That's not like internalized fat phobia. Sometimes for various and sundry reasons, like you just want to be, and you want to weigh less, you want to be smaller. I don't know the the right Mm -hmm. way to say it. And I think that can be hard to process in an era of like, no, we are loving our bodies. We are doing, we are changing nothing. It's tough because it's like sometimes for various reasons like it's yeah you want to mm-hmm. and that's fine I, I think say that too I say that myself like right you know you don't like you never owe anyone an explanation for anything yeah and that, I think we live in an era of like needing to justify every single thought and feeling that yeah. we have when like sometimes it's just what you want yeah and I think if there's anything I've learned from like fat liberation activists is like first of like first of all centering my body in this conversation is not at all what I'm trying to do because it's not, I am not fat, but I think also recognize like ultimately is like everybody is a good body and we just need to leave people the fuck alone. Like we need to stop judging people. We need to stop discriminating against people for their body size. Like ultimately whatever, like if you, I'm not saying it's right. If you want to think somebody is unhealthy because of their size, you need to do some work, but like, fine, fucking fine but they are still a human being that deserve mm-hmm. the same respect mm-hmm. and the same rights as somebody who is very small and skinny. Like that's ultimately what we're trying, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to do. And I think yeah. too, like part of it is the linkage between physical health and mental health. Like ultimately 
it's none of your goddamn business what size somebody is and how much somebody weighs. And also like if they're happy in their body at whatever size, like great. And I think that's, that's something that I've really also tried to learn in my, in, in my adulthood is the link between physical health and mental health. They're not separate. They are one and the same. And so I think for me, I've done so much work on my mental health, but like I suffered with my physical health and like they're interconnected. Like if you want to be feeling good, you need to also like move your body in a way, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So I think kind of going to what you're saying, like I'm moving my body and exercising and yes, I want to lose a little bit of weight, but it's also like, this is going to help me feel better overall. To quote a great American hero, exercise gives you endorphins. Endorphins <laughs> make you happy. And happy people just don't kill their husbands. True that. Elle In the Woods. immortal words of Elle Woods, a hero for our modern times. Truly, though. I'm always down to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> but I think As it's- I've been thinking about it for my entire Right. Like, like I think we all have no matter the size of our body obviously the way again that's how oppression works when you are in a bigger body oppression is work like harder on you than a smaller bodies but we've all like nobody has left or nobody has been raised in the society has been left unscathed I have like diet culture impacts every single one of us I've also been in more pictures recently as Mm -hmm. I've participated in some weddings and that's always a good like the difference between how I look in the mirror to myself and how you show yeah. me pictures can sometimes be like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, get I that. really do contain multitudes because I think sometimes like this picture of me and this picture of me does not look like the same person. Yeah. Um, and that's, I feel like that can be hard too, to like the pictures that I choose to share mm-hmm. where I feel like I'm looking my, my A plus best. And then these like candid shots that I'm in the back of just thinking like, yeah, who knows what impression people have when I'm in the grocery store thinking people are falling in love with me and they're seeing <laughs> these candid pictures of me. It's you know like that distance is really quite far sometimes. I think. <laughs> nope, I get that. I like saw my like I don't I don't know what it was like. I saw like my oh, side profile yeah. like in a picture. I was like, there's no shit, more humbling what? experience. Truly. <laughs> This is what people see when they look at me. Like, wow. Yeah. Like I get it. Yeah. Yeah. We can be really mean to ourselves sometimes. Mm -hmm. We are truly our own worst critic. Mm -hmm. Like none. I can't think of one person in my life that would say the things that I've said to myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Truly not. Like even some people in my life who have maybe said some hurtful comments would never say some of the shit that I've said to myself. Yeah, they couldn't. No. You can't hurt my feelings. Yeah. Any worse than I have hurt my own feelings. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> I am mm-hmm. a, my literally all worst enemy. Or what my brain will do when I'm sleeping. <laughs> like, yeah. you cannot hurt me. Mm-hmm. So. But I also, like, not, not to pivot, but, like, I guess pivot a little bit. Something I've been thinking about lately, kind of related to that, is also how much more I've also become okay with myself though at the same token Mm -hmm. like I was having conversations recently with some people um who I'm pretty close with and they expressed like how they wouldn't feel comfortable like traveling by themselves yeah I can love this a lot and I like I'm about to move by Mm -hmm. myself to a country Mm -hmm. and like have traveled by myself yeah 
and do things pretty regularly by myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just I, like, there was a little bit of like heartbreak hearing that because mm-hmm. I'm like, why not? Yeah. But recognizing too, that like, it comes down to so many different things mm-hmm. that like, all like, and some people just aren't those type of people. Like yeah. not, it's not coming from a place of judgment or shame towards that person. It's just more like, what do I have? Why, why do I feel so comfortable? And I think ultimately, like, I've always on some level been pretty okay with myself, pretty confident in myself and been okay with, with who I am, that I feel like I can spend time by myself. I can do these things by myself. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I've gotten, I've had a couple very similar conversations recently. I was telling someone um, that I actually didn't know, like we were like getting introduced to each other and I was mentioning some things that I did and everything I said the question it was a woman she asked me you did that alone and I like over and over I'd be like yes (laughs) and it's just stuff that I don't I don't think about and like my own that's another trait that I inherited from my mom like she did like has always done a ton Mm -hmm. of things alone but I think like on the travel front I know this isn't quite the same for you but I would definitely credit a lot of my willingness to get on any form of transportation alone to the fact that like I've been flying alone since I was nine years old. Like right. it just is kind of a, in fact, more often than not, when I'm with someone in an airport, I'm like, holy shit, <laughs> look at this. Yeah. Yeah. Look at me now. I'm with, with someone in this airport. Yeah. But, yeah. I think too, like, I've just been thinking about it because like so many people have called me brave. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not trying, I'm, this is not me telling my own horn no, like, at all, no, but like people are like called me brave. Thing and like comp like more brave than anything like for wanting and doing this like moving abroad by myself and there's a level of like I don't really feel great like that's I feel confident yeah like I feel very confident about the next chapter of my life and like this is what I'm going to do and like I don't feel brave like this doesn't feel scary to like there are definitely like there have been times when I'm like oh my god what am I doing like don't get me wrong I have fear about this yeah but it doesn't I don't know. Like, yeah. it doesn't feel doesn't. brave to me, but for some people who yeah. literally could not imagine doing it for various, yeah. whatever reason. Sorry to have left. But, but yeah, I mean, it could be, but it's a good, like the point that the point is really valid, but like to some people that is, yeah. It's this, scary. This is their sword. They would be the sword to mm-hmm. do this. Yeah. Yeah. And I get like, I'm not like, I definitely have my, I am definitely scared on some level, but it's not, it's not something I would yeah, classify as me being brave about. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That's all like it's just interesting. It's interesting mm-hmm. to think about like how you can be your own worst critic literally yeah. about something so trivial as in how your face looks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but then want to move abroad yeah. at the same token yeah. and be your best ensemble, your best friend. Being yeah. like, yeah, I, I'm confident enough in myself that I, I can do this. Yeah. I also think like part of doing things alone is that people really do, obviously the big joke on the internet is like thinking you're the main character. Yeah. But like, it's very important <laughs> that you think you're the main character of your story. Yeah. I think that yeah. would help. Like that would help some people really. Like the main character gets to do whatever they want to. Can I, here's something. So mm-hmm. another friend of mine mentioned when we were talking one time and he said that he's a very confident person, but he doesn't like himself very much. What, if, what do you think about that? It's funny. I was thinking something similar. Like, thinking about 
at sometimes seeing pictures of myself and thinking I'm the ugliest person to have lived in the history of humanity. But <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I get it too. <laughs> but then other times thinking like, there is no one cooler or smarter than me in the history of humanity. Yeah. Like I think part, part of that's being a Gemini, right? <laughs> but um, I think a lot of it, like, I think it is just the containing multitudes factor. Yeah. Like you can, both things can be true. That feels like a real both and to me. But I mean, I would say on like, I would say that I'm like, I do like myself. Like, I, mm-hmm. you know, like I, LA, like and respect myself. Like, I think I'm, I think I'm okay. I'm do you think that you can like, what do you think is more important that you're confident in yourself or that you like yourself? I, I just like, when he told me that, I was like, what do you mean you don't like yourself? Like, because again, I, I know that there yeah. are tons of people out there that don't like themselves. But for me, I'm like, it's great that you're confident, but like, So what I told him, I was like, ultimately what I've learned in life is that the longest relationship and the most important relationship you will ever have is with yourself. Like, without a doubt. I mean, to me, it feels like he must be disassociating some things because I don't, they feel so intrinsically tied that I don't see how you can have one without having the other. Yeah. Like it was like, it would feel like a falsehood if you, if you feel confident, but you don't like yourself, then like you're not really confident, you know? And there's like, a level of like, that's actually on some level narcissism, right? Yeah. Like nar- narcissists yeah. actually don't like themselves when yeah. they're very confident. Yeah. But narcissists aren't able to admit that. So like, yeah. he's this friend of mine, clearly I don't, yeah, I would not classify him as a narcissist, narcissist because he's yeah. able to admit he doesn't like himself. Yeah. So that's, but it was just interesting to hear that because like he's somebody that seems, again, like again, he's confident. He puts out yeah. a, like a persona that I would say that he should like yeah. himself, but it is like, but why yeah. don't, yeah, why don't you then like, like what do you mean there? by that like all the time you don't like yourself or like you go through these periods of like seeing a bad picture yeah. or reading back something that you wrote on the internet at 17 like what do you mean you don't like yourself right. like right. all the time because that I, yeah I don't and again I know that there are tons of people out yeah, there yeah that don't like themselves and I hope that eventually yeah. get to a point but it is like it is tough like ultimately I really do hope people learn to like yourself yes. like themselves because I would agree with that it can be difficult and there are again you'll enter mm-hmm. your periods of your life where you don't but I'm gonna say enter your periods. Like, yes that is a time <laughs> when I invariably do not like myself I, I mean depending on the day it goes back and forth like where I yeah. think I'm the hottest thing <laughs> in the world <laughs> and I'm ready to bone anything yeah. I know I can say that because people know what yeah. I'm talking about um or I feel like utter garbage and yeah. somebody better not touch me with a 10 foot fucking pool well there we go i think we now definitely now we have solved it. diet <laughs> culture so. the round two that really did yeah it. yeah all right well yeah share us with any share any thoughts or insights with mm-hmm. us if you want about your journey your Diet-back thoughts culture, mm-hmm. eating carbs <laughs> love to hear it yeah so. All right. Well, Rachel, this was great. I yeah. really, this felt like way nice. yeah. more normal and like our normal conversations of, yeah, because we were just sitting here chatting like mm-hmm. we normally do. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks. Yeah. And we will see you again in two mm-hmm. weeks. Bye all. Bye. If you're enjoying Ope, I did it again. Follow us on Instagram at Ope Podcast. Please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts and on Spotify. Email us. Tell us your stories. You can reach us at oakpodcast22 at gmail.com.